0: This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets and the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcasts and other student work on garnetmedia.org.
1: i'm zoe i'm reed and you're listening to culture Culture Jam. jam so this is our first episode of our podcast i'm zoe i'm a freshman at the university of south carolina I'm a political science major, mass communications, one justice minor, and I came up with this show, well, the way that I had originally gotten involved in Garnet Media was through WSC, our radio station, and I had started DJing there this semester because I, obviously I love music and I love the sound of my own voice, so I was like, wow, this, this is the job for me, and so when I heard that they were looking to expand the podcasting program, I was like, wow, another opportunity for me to get in people's ears and blab about music, So I decided to start this show. And originally, I struggled with the idea a little bit because I knew I wanted to talk about music, but I wasn't exactly sure like what about it. Like I didn't want to get on here and do like reviews or anything like that. So I started thinking about what makes music like actually interesting. And I feel like a big part of it is the history behind it and the way that it's so ingrained in our culture and how the music that we listen to and the people that make it that we sort of idolize reflect a lot on us as a society. And so that's kind of what the show's gonna be about.
0: Yeah, and I am Reed Taylor. Getting into this podcast specifically with Zoe, I took a class this semester on podcasting, just in general, and my roommate also is a DJ down with uh, the Garnet Media Group, and so I've heard about this a little bit, just trying to put myself in, and I've always loved music, and I've always been interested in the cultural impact that music can have and so looking into this and kind of exploring all of the the different dynamics with different artists and the impacts that they've had i'm very excited for that i'm very excited to explore that with zoe here
1: so yeah based, in terms of what we're like actually talking about every episode we're going to choose a different artist some of them will be bigger more iconic artists and some of them may be a little smaller more indie but basically any musical artist that has an influence on us as a culture we're going to talk about and we're going to look at the culture that made them who they are and how they make us who we are as a society. So for this first little episode, we're going to be talking about Harry Styles and the concept of androgyny and male femininity in the music industry. So just to hop right into it, Vogue introduced their December cover and Harry Styles is on it. And he is the first male to have a solo cover on Vogue. And gasp he's wearing a dress on the cover and a lot of people thought it was really cool and some people are not so happy about
0: it. Yeah for sure there has been a lot of uh, conservative pushback. Uh, I feel like a lot of people saying that it's weird to see him on the cover wearing a dress wearing a lot of uh, heavier makeup and just so heavily clad with uh, different jewelry as well. Uh, That's something he embraced a lot I noticed. I don't know what was your what was your take on it Zoe? What did you what did you think about just how open he is and how accepting he is about a more feminine side to him as opposed to what might be considered like the norm here.
1: Honestly when I first saw the cover I wasn't really taken like aback that much by it if you know what I mean like I wasn't like oh my gosh a man in a dress just because I'm like I've seen Harry Styles before like I'm kind of familiar with his presence and he has a history of writing these sort of things and just I feel like men and the entertainment industry in general nowadays are more and more open about that. And I think I think it's great. Like, I think people should be able to do what they want to do. And I think it's cool that uh, Vogue has had their first um, male solo cover. So it's cool to see how people are kind of more accepting of these kinds. Of, but it was also kind of, I don't know, like there are people like, I think it was Candace Owens, she tweeted something. Uh, let me see. The, the exact quote, she said, there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. And I couldn't, I don't know, all I could do was laugh at that. I was like, I guess, I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous the way that people are making such a big deal out of it. It's like, it's a, it's a cover of a magazine. I don't know. And it's not anything new, really. We see men like Harry Styles, I don't know, this isn't the first time he's worn women's clothes before, we'll quote women's clothes. So I, I don't know, I didn't think that much of it. I think it's cool, but I think people are kind of being extreme about it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people for sure uh, having a lot of different extreme reactions. It's been interesting seeing there's um, a Gen Z and the reactions to just a much more ambivalent approach to uh, gender identity and how it's not like an issue at all anymore where people would hide that side of them if they felt more comfortable uh, cross-dressing or wearing quote women's clothes quote and a lot of it only being popular for extremists uh, in the past kind of with uh, I know we were talking earlier about David Bowie or Prince and them kind of having a similar approach to men's fashion but it was ostracized and it was kind of a uh, Definitely not the norm and definitely not as widely accepted as it is today. be interested to hear what you think, what the, uh, what the difference is and why it's more allowable today and why no one seems to have a problem with it aside from the more conservative uh, extremists.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's interesting how people, like these really conservative people are like, oh, this is so ridiculous, like you're ruining our society, when it's like, it's really not anything that new. Like you were saying, uh, when you look back in the 70s, like there was David Bowie and he comes around with his whole like sexless alien like persona. And then in the 80s, you have people like Robert Smith, uh, Boy George with all his makeup and these flamboyant outfits. And then probably most notably is, you know, like Prince, who even went as far as dropping his name and his gender and going by the artist formerly known as Prince for a while. And then you even have female artists like Grace Jones and Annie Leitnix who really embraced a bit of a more masculine persona. And it's like, when you look at all these people, it's fairly easy to see where someone like Harry Styles in this vocal cover could come to be. And so it's like people are like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. This has never happened before. We can't have this. But it's like, it's been happening. And it's steadily becoming more and more accepted. Whereas back in the day, like, people grew to love David Bowie and Prince, but when they first came out, it was like people were not having it. And and nowadays it's like, there are a couple of people who are like, oh no, no. But nowadays it's like, especially like you were saying, Gen Z, like we are so flexible about those kinds of things. Like people really don't care. So it's like people like Bowie and Prince started this thing, this kind of idea way back in the day. And it's gradually become more and more acceptable. And you see that like, a magazine as big as Vogue will even put a man in a dress on the cover, it's it's interesting.
0: There was one thing I wanted to bring up. I was talking to my brother's girlfriend of like seven-ish years, and she is super into fashion, super into a lot of different uh, cultural just appreciation kind of things, Um, and she was talking to me about Woodrow Wilson. Uh, When he died, apparently they, I haven't fact-checked this, right, but I have it from a good source, but when he died, apparently they looked through his. They were just cleaning out his closet, and he was. Uh, he would. He would dress up uh, in women's clothing, and he was. I don't know. That was an interesting thing to hear from about Woodrow Wilson.
1: That is interesting. I did not know that at all. Something I think is funny is when you look at like the manly men and the frilly girly men, who are the downfall of our society, or whatever. And then you look at who women are like actually attracted to and it's like maybe this is just my experience and the women around me but i feel like when i talk to women like like my mom or some teachers i've had and just like adult women that i know i don't often hear about like oh my gosh i was so in love with bruce springsteen and brian adams they were so manly and hot but i do tend to hear a lot of like oh my gosh prince was so sexy so interesting and then today especially a lot of young women like they obsess over boys like Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet, like they will flock to a man in eyeliner and nail polish and earrings. And so then it's interesting to me because it's like, I mean, how are you measuring? So then, how do you measure the importance of masculinity for these men, especially entertainers? Because if you're basing it off of like female attraction, then Harry Styles is not slacking in that department. And then, if you're looking at commercial success, Harry has millions of people listening to his music, coming to his shows, and this issue of Vogue has like wait lists of people looking to buy it. It's so in demand. So you know, you have these people talking about, uh, bring back manly men, like this is such a big deal. And it's like, well, what does it really matter? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And with the with the idea about uh, just a lot more people being attracted to the David Bowie's, the princes, or the Harry Styles, just in your opinion, do you think that's more he's more attractive or he's more attractive because he's the one person who is, who is doing this, who is embracing a more feminine side to himself. And so it's more of a a uniqueness kind of idea.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, I think people are attracted to people who are genuine and just like comfortable in themselves. Like they're not having to like, like they're not putting up a front, you know what I mean? They're just like wearing whatever they want to wear. And so maybe it's not necessarily that like people or tra- women are attracted to like men who dress like women, but they're attracted to people who are like not scared to dress however they want, if you know what I mean. So it's just like they, you can tell that they're comfortable in their own skin when they're willing to wear whatever they want.
0: Okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I could definitely see that too, that just someone comfortable with being who they are, who, who they, they don't feel a need to put up a, a picture or a portrait to the outside world.
1: Yeah, I feel like just, like, in the past, like, probably decade, I mean, over, like, the past several decades, but especially, like, in the 21st century, people are much more accepting of, like, different types of sexualities, and even just, like, being able to be more fluid in your sexuality and your gender, like, people aren't as anal about, like, picking a certain label, like, you don't have to be just this or just that like people you can do whatever the hell you want to do people you can <laughs> people can do whatever they want to do and people just don't care and i think with each generation that comes more and more like if you look at back back at the 60s the 70s that was when people first started kind of embracing sexuality as a whole like wearing more revealing clothing and talking about sex and music and you see how that gradually grows into now when people like the LGBT community is much more accepted and much more open in the mass media and in society.
0: Well, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, did Harry Does Harry Styles openly identify as straight? Because from what, like a few interviews I saw with him, he was saying, this is who I am. I don't feel a need to label myself as any certain way. And that's what it is. And that's the whole, that's all it is.
1: And it I doesn't. think that's, I think that. that's a cool thing as well. That like, kind of what I was saying is, people aren't like so, they don't feel like they have to identify as one thing or another.
0: And it was interesting you brought up the uh, more openly embracing uh, sexuality or even sexual identity or whatever it might be uh, here now as opposed to like the 1960s or 70s. Mm-hmm. I know or I've been told uh, I wasn't alive when this happened, I guess. But (laughs) but, uh, back in the 80s, my uncle, he died of AIDS. um, And he was gay and he died of AIDS. And my dad's family, they all tried to hide it as like a car crash kind of thing because they were too ashamed even of the fact that he was openly gay to, uh, to embrace that and to accept that that was how he died, and so they tried to cover it up just for the shame that they felt after that, I suppose. And so that idea, as opposed to now where it's a very normal thing and it's not, i say not persecuted. uh, Of course, that's in a more ideal world, but for the mass majority of people, I feel like it isn't as much of a stigma or a taboo
1: And then the people who I feel like so much of it of just like the hostility towards different forms of like gender expression and sexualities is it just comes so much out of fear. Like, I don't know. I hear people like like Candace Owens when she was going on that rant about the feminization of our men, like ruining our society. It's like all that really says to me is like you're afraid of like what you don't understand. And so much of like the people who do get angry about these things, I feel like it's so much because like, like I said, like you're afraid of what you don't understand and you're afraid of like how that reflects on you somehow. Like she was talking about our, how like the East versus the West, like she doesn't want the rest of the world looking at us like we're a bunch of frilly men. And it's just a lot about fear. And I think people are starting to get over that a lot. Like like you were saying, your uncle, your, your family was like afraid for people to know that about, him and how that was gonna reflect on them and a lot of people do still feel that way especially like
0: yeah it depends
1: on where in the country you are like I know I'm from Maryland so people are really liberal here and people are really like open about you know their sexuality and just just liberal in general but like even just going down to South Carolina I noticed people are more hostile about those things and make rude jokes about those things and so
0: it's a little even bit though, a cultural shift for sure
1: yeah and then like my mom is from texas so down there like they're even more like kind (laughs) of southern like very conservative kind of hateful and so you look at our society as a whole and over time we are kind of moving forward but there's still varying degrees of it so that's all we have for today uh thanks for listening everybody i'm zoe i'm reed uh, and this was
0: culture Culture